0: Oh, my goodness.
1: <laughs> but I just thought that, to me, that's mine. That's the only thing that I have. I found that amusing. And I wanted to say something, too, when you and Words were going back and forth about your hair. Mm-hmm. And I was I was like, at least it's not fake hair that escaped.
0: Oh, my goodness.
1: Uh, but anyway.
0: Anyway. I want. Do would I,
1: you like to do a show tonight?
0: I would like to do a show tonight. I had to go get my hair cut today. It's episode 232 of Longbox Heroes After Dark.
1: Woo! You have beautiful hair.
0: Uh-huh. I do. I have thick, luxurious hair. <laughs> Real luxurious hair. That's right. Regardless of what some people may say. Exactly. Have we ever, and you oh, have some on your head. Right. There you go. <laughs> uh, have you ever heard the Letterman story, like the joke that he would tell about that? mm How people would like accuse him or like he'd make jokes or other people would make jokes about him that he was wearing a piece, that he was wearing like fake hair. Kind of, yeah. And he, and his response to that was, he goes, if this was fake hair, don't you think I would have a very big lawsuit on my hands?
1: He's the same people do Legends, (laughs) did
0: Letterman's hair. Uh, I would like to think that that would be a step up, but we'll, we, we don't talk about Legends of Tomorrow or The Flash. Or, you know, rubbing some white paint in people's hair to make them seem older. <laughs> or whatever the hell else goes on over on the TV shows that we watch. Right. This is the show where we talk about what our plans are uh, for the future. And once a month we talk about an old TV show spinning off into a pilot. You know, next year we'll do the Linda Blair thing maybe. I don't know, maybe something, some other brainstorm will come to us to, uh, to Brainiacs here
1: which I was kind of upset because I found out Linda Blair's going to be at chiller this year. Mm-hmm. And we could have went, Joe, and we could have pushed, we could have got like our, Bla- uh, which Blair project cards made, and mm-hmm. <laughs> took them to her and got her to go like, you want to be on board? We can do this. Cause I'm sure she'd sign up for, <laughs> well, for,
0: okay. for us, us two. So we, they, they do chiller or monster mania or all those cons. Like I think they're like three or four times a year. Right. And if I don't look at them so much because I just don't have the time to do them. Um, and I always look up the comic book conventions for the main show when we do that part of the show. But if for next year, the Witch Blair Project becomes a reality, right? Mm-hmm. Once the decision is made, I will look at the conventions and I will see about what we could do about one getting press passes, going there, paying whatever the vig it is for the Mark photo with Linda Blair. Mhm. And just talking to her saying, "Hey, we're going to be we're, we're doing a podcast about your films,
1: your filmography. Your man. filmography.
0: <laughs> we had such a great time watching your performance in Repossessed. Re re re
1: Repossessed."
0: And then see if we can get an interview with her. See if we could have her record a thing up front that says this is Linda Blair and you're listening to the Witch Blair Project on Longbox Heroes After Dark or whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't want to go through all that if we're not going to do that.
1: Right. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. And but here's the thing: if we went through all that, yeah, we'd have to. I, and we got that. I'd do it.
0: Yeah, we'd have no choice.
1: Right? There'd be there'd be like you're all you're you're all in at that point. Joe.
0: Oh, jeez. i'm going to double down on the is that what the show is
1: (laughs) i i don't know what you're talking about i'm
0: gonna do and again i don't want to make fun of the jacksonville show because that's actually for a charity but i'm gonna pay for time on turner tv like a paid program like amazing discoveries and call it a wrestling show but that's for the wrestling show enough of this todd you and i have parallel weekends this weekend Right. We both have weddings to attend and both of these weddings are interfering with us going to see Avengers Endgame.
1: Yes, and not so much for you, but for me uh watching the Battle of Winterfell on Game of Thrones like like Matt the mad bassist, he he like really really messed up and put his wedding during the Avengers, but what, and then made it a, a wedding in Jersey. So, the thing that I laugh at is he can't see Avengers Endgame at all, all weekend, because the Thursday night showing uh he can't go to because after work he's leaving and going down to get ready for the wedding. Friday he's got stuff to do and he's got the rehearsal. He can't skip out. So he was like, I'm hoping there's a show at like 5 a.m. on Saturday I can go to. And you're like, nope, you, there's not one. So he's got to get ready for the wedding, do the wedding the next day. I don't even know if he's going to get to see it Sunday. Because what they're doing. I know they're a honeymoon and stuff. So I'm like, you thought you'd get me? Well, you got yourself, Matt. You got yourself.
0: <laughs>
1: what a dope. Exactly. Getting married
0: on Endgame weekend. Come on. But that's funny that he's like, oh, maybe I can go see something something at 5 o'clock in the morning. The day of the wedding. Yeah, I'm sure, uh, you know, his family, the bride's family, the bride will just let him escond for four hours plus before the biggest day of their lives, just so he can go see a dumb movie about a bunch of, like, guys fighting a dude with a purple chin. That's guys right. and gals, excuse me.
1: That's right. But no, I think his wife wanted to go. And then it would have been bad luck because you you can't see the bride before Endgame. That's just bad luck.
0: As long as she doesn't wear the dress to the movie theater, oh. I think they're okay. I don't
1: know. You
0: could see the bride, you just can't see her in her gown.
1: That's Is that how it works?
0: Allegedly.
1: I thought it was like a gremlin. Come
0: midnight, <laughs> you can't feed your wife. Or... But what if she's like a caraway seed stuck in her bridge work and then it comes out... <laughs> True, true,
1: I don't think you can get water on your wife either.
0: Oh, okay. I,
1: the, I look at Mogwai rules as rules for marriage. Right. But then again, shockingly, I'm still single.
0: <laughs> Remember that show that John Ritter was in and then he died?
1: Oh, was he the uh, cop?
0: No, ten, you're thinking of uh, Hooperman. This yes, is the-, t- the 10 rules for dating my daughter or whatever it was. Yes,
1: with Kaylee Kuko or whatever was or in that. Kaylee Kawoko, I'm I'm woke about her.
0: Oh boy, <laughs> one thing this show is not as woke. <laughs> I, this show's definitely asleep. Oh man, I'd like to. Don't make nice. fun of this show, Joe. But go ahead. Anyway, I think <laughs> saying that we're not woke is a positive thing. That is true. So uh, that show, and then like John Ritter died, and they just like oh David Spade is I guess like the non-union equivalent of John Ritter. But what if they did a reboot of that show and called it the three rules for dating my daughter, (laughs) and they played it completely straight, and the three rules for dating his daughter were the three rules for taking care of a mogwai slash gremlin? I would be in that show. Right. I
1: would be the the crazy
0: neighbor. You would be the father. Tony Danza would be the crazy neighbor. (sighs) Uh, What would his name be? Is Haley Steinfeld someone? Or someone who's, who's like on a Disney Channel show that's looking for their big break and is sadly going to get on a show that's going to be canceled before the first commercial rolls.
1: I think you're talking about the girl who was in the Bumblebee movie.
0: Uh, that Right, that's Haley Steinfeld. She was also yes. in the True Grit movie.
1: Oh, don't get me started on True Grit. One of my five favorite, uh, definitely one of the top five Westerns ever made.
0: All right. We're not going to get into any of that shit because we're going to talk about. So you're going to get a chance to see Avengers Endgame. Wedding I'm going to
1: see it Saturday, yes, before the wedding.
0: Before the wedding. So, for me, the plan initially was we're going to uh, see it Friday night when I get out of work, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm looking up at the Cinemark, the big fancy theater up by where I work. I've narrowed it down. And I'm looking at all the times, and I'm like, there's nothing that works, man. And this was... I think like Wednesday after we talked about it recording the show, right? Mm-hmm. We looked at like, oh, I got the email that said they opened up all these extra theaters and they didn't. So I'm looking at Friday and Friday's just like a ghost town. There's nothing open. So I'm like, okay, we're going to go to my dirt theater, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, okay, let's look at the times. How long is it going to take me to get from where I work down to the dirt theater I'm doing the math? Okay, we can do the seven o'clock show. Perfect. And my wife's like, well, if the other thing's sold out, we better buy the tickets now. And my Dirt Theater is one of the last, I think, like two theater chains, quote unquote, that Mm -hmm. aren't aligned with Fandango.
1: Oh, so you got to go pick the tickets up manually?
0: No, no, no. They have their own ticketing thing.
1: Oh, they have like Steve's tickets.
0: Right, but... They have been bought out by Fandango, but the trans, the transfer over doesn't happen until July 1st. Right. So for the next two months, you're like in this weird nebulous thing. Like, you can't use Fandango. We're not Fandango yet, but everything comes through Fandango.
1: Oh, there's not going to be any problems
0: here. Okay, so I get the tickets, and I go, all right, we're ready to go. Friday night, we're ready to go. Two days later, my wife's like... Oh, yeah, Friday night is uh, Ace's dinner for scouts. I go, the same Friday night we're going to see Avengers? She goes, oh, and then she, and she freaks out, right? And it's first thing in the morning. And it's like, I'm just like, I just put my head in my hands. And I'm like, this is too early for me to figure this out. But I could figure this out. This is an easy solution. So she's like, go put up a fo- post on Facebook. To see if someone will buy the tickets off us. Let me call some people to see if they want the tickets. And I'm just like, these are... I'm like, no. I go, I, I go, no. I go, stop, stop, stop. I can figure this out. I go, I just can't do it right now. I need to, like, take a shower. I need a cup of coffee. I need,
1: need some bacon. I need some food
0: in me. I need to fuel this engine of whatever this engine does. <laughs> it needs its energy, right? Mm-hmm. So I go to the site. And, like, I wish I remembered exactly what the the email said. But it was one of those things from The Simpsons where Marge is reading the warranty. Mm -hmm. And part of the warranty is, by reading this warranty aloud, voids the warranty and absolves us. (laughs) It was one of those things where it was like, by you simply entering your credit card information, no refunds are allowed. And I'm like, you sons of bitches. So I send him an email. I go, hey – Let's see, I'm, I'm not going to say, hey, I know your thing says I can't do this, but can I? I say, I purchased tickets for the wrong day. Can I change them for another day? And they say, no, go check with the theater, which was my plan to anyway. So on my way home from work, I have my printout. I have my thing. I go redeem my tickets. And then I go over to the counter. To ask, My intention is to ask to switch them. We figured out that we could do them in between Ace's soccer game on Sunday and going to see my folks
1: right until april brings something else up
0: well at this point i've i've we'll get there i've gone through so much if at that point something else has come up i'm going to see the movie by myself
1: i liked it i like that kind of spirit
0: at that point so it's it's like a it's like a no so it was it was a friday right so i come home friday (laughs) Uh, from work, and I'm like, oh, okay, you know, it's Friday, the theater line is relatively busy, of course, you know, I don't know what new releases came out last week, but it's not gonna be like crazy like it is next week, and then I get in the line, I go, hey, uh, I purchased these tickets for Avengers next week, but I don't need them for Friday, I want to see if I can switch them over for Sunday, and the next three people on my left in another line are like, that's what we're here to do, so apparently... Everyone purchased tickets for Avengers, and then, like, now here we are getting close to Avengers coming out. They're like, yeah, I purchased them for a Friday, but I need them for the following Wednesday eve, you know? Mm-hmm. So I didn't feel like a complete dum-dum, and they were very – they they very easily took care of it. Said, give me your tickets. They're like, void, void, void. They're like, you already redeemed them, so you can't redeem your other things. Here's new tickets. And because, like, we had purchased them initially for a Friday night and we're going a Sunday afternoon, I got, I got a couple bucks back whoa yeah
1: that sounds remarkably helpful
0: and that money that i got back i treated myself to dinner at crown fried chicken
1: <laughs> <gasps> crown fried chicken do you have one in wilkes-barre or i one do in Scranton? Uh, i've never had crown fried chicken but i want to
0: it's delicious
1: mm. maybe I, we'll add that to the list of bet things <laughs> to pay
0: off i know the signs will lead you otherwise but you're not going to want to get a burger or the empanadas there what <laughs> you're going to want to stick to the chicken that doesn't
1: sound right. I do love a empanada burger.
0: No, it's not an empanada burger, but it's like you want a burger or an empanada, and then they have, like, chicken nuggets, chicken fingers, but no, you're going to want, like, the mixed piece.
1: Oh, the two-piece?
0: I, I went for a three-piece. I, I was feeling a little frisky that day.
1: Uh, do they have any good sides? Like, do they have biscuits or whatnot? Uh, or?
0: No, your, your sides are french fries mm-hmm. or... Like a Hawaiian roll upon request.
1: I love Hawaiian rolls. There, now
0: there's not an upcharge for them, but they won't give it to you unless you ask for it. Good to know. Good to know. Yeah.
1: Now French fries, shoestring steak fries. What? what are uh, they're they?
0: like shoestringy. All right,
1: all right. Because one of these days we'll have the we'll have the French fry discussion. What's oh,
0: the, the... My kid had the French fry discussion today. He uh he lear- he just learned. That if you put salt on French fries?
1: Yes, they taste better. They
0: taste better. <laughs> I was going to say. It was a revelation I, to him. I, lo- I love that kid.
1: You know what? He's got all wish figured out. I wish I could out. look at the world through a kid's eyes because, mm-hmm. you know, these old eyes are killing me. <laughs> I
0: thought you said you had a transplant.
1: I could. <laughs> I would love to take a child's eyes and put them in my head.
0: <laughs> I, I need new eyes. They have to be from a child, but the child also had to be a murderer.
1: <laughs> that's right. Oh, my eyes want to murder now. <laughs> they give a death stare. dun, dun.
0: Uh, So that being said, uh, I have a wedding this weekend, uh, and that's gonna be that's a whole day affair. And
1: mm-hmm. then
0: Sunday, I'm excited about seeing uh, Avengers. And hey, who knows what may come out of getting a chance to see Avengers this weekend for the Longbox Heroes arm of the soon-to-be-named network
1: that is true and just for the record come maybe wednesday as the main show dropped mm-hmm. i may be shutting off all my social medias
0: oh i was when the hell did i do it i started the mute were the mute hashtags well
1: that's different i mean literally shutting off like
0: if it wasn't oh, like not even fa- going on twitter period
1: exactly because there's too many there's too many ways around shit but on top of that If, if, Joe, I don't remember what we had to do to get me, to get the show Twitter back. I remember there was hoops I had to do for other things. I would delete both Twitter and Facebook from my phone just until I've seen Endgame. So I don't even
0: tempt myself. Uh, I'm pretty good. Uh, no,
1: I'm a social, you know... Well,
0: no, no, no. I'm, addict. With me muting the things that I've muted... hmm uh, I... And this was, I think, on... Like, it was on Friday. Once I knew what day for sure I was going to see the movie. And I muted a whole bunch of stuff. I see very little Avengers stuff popping up on my timeline.
1: Right. How will we know... I mean, we'll know by this point, to show drops. How will we know if any books get pushed back if we don't look online for stuff?
0: We'll know, Todd. I'm just kidding. I was going to say, I feel safe recording (laughs) this on a Tuesday night and it not being released until Friday to say that the book that we've talked about for the past 11 weeks being delayed will keep the streak alive and be delayed yet again. What? I feel confident in saying that.
1: That's a clock. A clock of shit right there. Oh my goodness. A doomsday clock of shit. Uh, Hopefully. All I know is that book getting pushed back is starting to grade on my nerves.
0: What? Was that supposed to be a pun? That was supposed to be a terrible segue. Oh, okay. Because it's grady. Oh my god. (laughs) Don't think better when you have to explain a joke is when you have to explain a segue. (laughs) Jesus (laughs) fucking Christ. I bet you there's one or two people laughing. Come on. I'm laughing too, but it's from pain. Mm. But anyway. Anyway, so the movie, the movie, the TV show that we watched this past week. (laughs) Grady the Motion Picture. Uh, Well, listen, remember there was a time where they were turning like every terrible 70s TV show into a movie? Like from Mod Squad to everything in between? Starsky
1: and Hutch was a delight.
0: Well, I was almost going to say, have I told the story in the podcast before? Whether I have or haven't, I saw uh, Starsky and Hutch opening weekend drunk off my ass. That's the that's the Joe I miss right there. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I was con- I was uh, very easily coerced by my brother. <laughs> To bring who uh, may or may not have been working at the movie theater at the time. Uh, who may or may not have been fired uh, from the movie theater for drinking on the job. Boy. And I'm not going to not... continue the next part of that because then it gets very, much more depressing.
1: Well, he wasn't fired for using the wrong broom?
0: No. Oh, my God.
1: That was, that was my cousin. But anyway, go ahead.
0: <laughs> so he convinced me, let's see this movie. I bet you it'll be hilarious if we're drunk. Uh, and and I misjudged how much booze I poured into my theater soda, uh-huh. and it ended up being way more booze than soda. Right. And I may like I don't like I don't remember the movie at all. I remember being in the theater. I remember drinking at the movie theater. I probably puked in the parking lot, but I drank a lot that night, and that was like one of those times where I'm like, okay, I need a break. I need to not drink for a while.
1: <laughs> What's that, officer? I'm not as think as you drunk I am.
0: Right. Uh, but, Except yeah, Starsky and Hutch. Uh, I think the only one that was halfway decent was the Brady Bunch movie.
1: The first one. <laughs> right, the first one. There's probably other ones, but I'm not going down that list right
0: now. No, because we have Sanford and Son and Grady to talk about. Right. Now, we did talk a bit about the kind of lineage of Red Fox and his turmoil with the making of the show, how he would just, like, leave in the middle of the season because he was fighting with the network and the producers of the show for more money and that sort of thing. And this is for my own uh, self-preservation mindscape thing. I had referenced something last week of a great Red Fox story, and I never finished it, so I have to finish it now. Okay. so prior to or in conjunction with doing Sanford and Son, Red Fox also had a number of TV specials, essentially Mm -hmm. like the Red Fox variety show or Red Fox variety special. Right. Which was very nice because Red Fox would get a bunch of his comedian friends who were like part of the chitlin circuit who never got to see the light of day. And it's like, I'm going to get you a network TV payday. Right. Mm hmm. So that was mighty kind of Red Fox to do for his friends. But also, Red Fox is also very unreliable. What? Uh, so, six degrees of separation on the story. Norm MacDonald tells a story that the great Bob Einstein, R.I.P., used to tell because Bob Einstein, Super Dave Osborne, whatever the hell his name was on uh Kirby Enthusiasm, you know who I mean.
1: Yes, I know who Super Dave Osborne was.
0: Right. He was like a writer and producer on all sorts of variety shows, game shows, shit like that in the 70s. So he's the head showrunner of the Red Fox, this iteration of the Red Fox variety show. So they're supposed to start rolling. Red's nowhere to be found. They send somebody back to go get Red Fox. He won't come out of his dressing room. <laughs> so Bob Einstein's like, enough of this. I'm going back and I'm going to get, I'm going to get Red Fox. Kicks the door down. Red Fox uh, has his head under the skirt of, I. it wasn't his wife, uh, under the skirt of a woman who is bent over in front of him. He says, Red, what are you doing? Red <laughs> pulls his head out from underneath her skirt. He's got cocaine all over his nose and his mustache and his beard. <laughs> and says to Bob Einstein, "Can a man relax?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, one of my favorite stories.
1: That I want to go,
0: that's go when relax. Showbiz now. was showbiz.
1: That's right. I want to go relax now, Joe.
0: <laughs> you can relax when we're done recording. So, oh. in betwixt all of these turmoils and so forths, they had replaced essentially Red on the show. Uh, with Grady, who was one of the supporting characters. And I guess Grady, they felt, was popular enough to necessitate his own spinoff. And the show ended up airing for half a season, 10 episodes or whatever it was. And the pilot, they just ended up tacking on to the end of season four. Right. And just airing it as one of the regular episodes of Sanford and Son. Right. Todd, I will preface this by saying, uh, when the producers, the TV executives, Hollywood, whoever you want to pin this on, thought to themselves, Grady is popular enough of a character to carry his own show, they mm-hmm. were wrong.
1: They Very weren't wrong. wrong. <laughs> they, they were right, but they went about it all the wrong way.
0: Okay, so I want to hear you defend this show, because I can't think... Of us watching previous or for the rest of this year for part of the Alz Gals project. I can't imagine us watching a show worse than season four, episode twenty-five of Sanford and Son, The Family Man, the stealth pilot for the Grady show.
1: Right. Defend this
0: bad. it? This was really bad.
1: It it had heart, Joe. Yeah. It had heart. He bought a painting. And he was happy that his daughter put it up, even though it was terrible. And all the people at the party, including Dr. Johnny Fever, were terrible.
0: (sighs) This stunk. (laughs) This was the flimsiest of premises. I can't imagine what this must have been for people who liked Sanford and Son and watched it at the time Mm -hmm. and got this.
1: Joe, listen, you should have known how good the show was going to be when the opening credits was Grady getting on and off a bus for two minutes. <laughs> Classic 70s TV opening Joe, Even I was like, holy shit, just get him to wherever he's going.
0: So the premise of this show ends up being that Grady, uh who is like, uh senile like he's, he's a he's a burnout no he's, he's just a mess he's just a mess is what he he's is. a caring simple man joe simple simple is a good word uh so he goes to live uh he leaves the projects to go live with his daughter and her family in their fancy upscale town the the husband's a coach for like a some was soccer team, football team. Oh, no, for the track team. Track Come team. on. I couldn't remember what the hell it was.
1: Track team for Ookla.
0: Right. Oh, Ookla the Mock from uh, Thunder the Barbarian?
1: Yeah, UCLA. you see it. You know that's where they got the name for Ookla, right? Yes.
0: Okay. <laughs> that's why I said it. Right. So, uh, and Grady, Todd, wouldn't you know it, he just doesn't fit in with this stuck-up, button-up lifestyle and what his daughter has become what but they spend no time on it it's just like well we've got this weird old man walking around our set i mean house
1: <laughs> that beautiful ranchero house.
0: holy that set looked like such dog shit it I looked don't... like a kid's play like an elementary school play set for um, like maybe hamlet maybe something that takes place in a castle and they just, like, repainted it, put a couch and a rug in the middle of the room, and said, close enough.
1: I'm trying to figure out why the fireplace in front of it, the mantle, like, and then the, the wall behind it was at a 45-degree angle.
0: Oh, my God. I couldn't
1: figure that out. I was just they need... didn't
0: hire any grips to move the set that day, and they're just like, <laughs> fuck it, that's how it is. I don't
1: know. I think, I don't know, I was like, didn't anybody look at the flume and go, that's all wrong?
0: Ugh. And, like, you're saying they went about it all wrong. But, like, if this show was made today, there would be a lot of, you know, Grady giving his daughter a hard time because she forgot her roots. And her kind of falling back into her roots when the husband or the kids are not around. And then they'll be, you play it up for comedy where, you know, the, the mother's kind of being her old self and the kids catch her being that way. And then she has to cover up for it, right? That mm-hmm. sort of stuff writes itself. No, nope. Grady is just a doddering old man who Thank spent his God. last sixty-seven dollars and thirty-eight cents on a. S-
1: go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I'm just say it was sixty-three dollars. No, sixty-four dollars and thirty cents. Get it
0: right. Okay, so I didn't write it down. I knew it was sixty-something dollars and something cents. Right. So he goes and buys a velvet painting of a naked lady, and he yeah. hangs it up in their house. Now it's, again, it's beautiful. And and. Todd, wouldn't you know, the only thing that could have been worse is if that her boss was coming over, or his boss was coming over, and the souffle had burned? Was oh. that they were having a fancy party at their house with all the college hoy, t- hoy polloi types.
1: Well, he he wanted to walk down the hoys and up the pollois. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, Joe, I figured, you're, you're talking about the house, you're talking about the painting, you're talking about the flimsy premise. yes. I really thought the most, the most, the biggest thing you'd be upset about was when the wife came home with the groceries, there wasn't a strategically placed <laughs> loaf of French bread sticking out of the top. Oh. That's your favorite thing. I don't, that, that's my favorite, one of my favorite gadgets. She comes in, she drops all the stuff and the husband comes in. He's like, let me pick it up. The carrots are looking wonderful. The radishes are in bloom and look at these legs. Oh, I can't wait for dinner. And she's like, I'm married to a sex maniac, and he's like, like, like just needs to look into the camera and wink and goes, looks like I'm eating out tonight. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, uh, do they know? <laughs> I'm like, this is fantastic.
0: Now a lot. Now I was going to mention that, and there's one line in particular that Grady says to a couple <laughs> during the course of the party that okay, so the fact that she just comes right out and says. I married a sex maniac. Right. That would not fly on TV today. If you said sex maniac, people would like pick at that show today. Like what when they it? said it, I was like, oh, clutch my pearls. They say it, you know? You'd say there'd be a, a Twitter uprising if that happened? Well. On Brady 2019. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Like, you would have to tiptoe around it or make some sort of euphemism for it. But it's like, there are people who are actually sex maniacs, and by characterizing this person and saying sex maniac in such a derogatory fashion is offensive to a large population of sex maniacs, okay, (laughs) we want them to watch the show. If they relate to this character, maybe they will go on to coach a college track team as well.
1: That's right, and have white folk on their uh, dinner table. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, the 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 chubby guy was one of the the secondary cops on Miami Vice. That's oh. that's where I remember. From.
0: I'm gl- I'm glad he did well for himself. Yes, <laughs> he Bye. wasn't Crockett. He w- he wasn't Tubbs. He was just Tubby.
1: He was either Zito or Switek. I forget oh, which. one. my
0: god. I remember
1: Miami Vice, man. I got in trouble by my mom because during, you know, a week or two before Christmas, I bought the Miami Vice soundtrack, and I got yelled at, and I was never allowed to buy anything near Christmas again. But anyway.
0: Was because Santa was bringing it for you? Yeah, putting it in my stocking. So I had
1: two copies of the Miami Vice theme song. It was in the air tonight.
0: <laughs> but... so, the, so the main crux of this is is the painting, right? But you could was... very easily just take mm-hmm. the painting down Explain to Grady, who is an adult man, listen, there are, hu- like, there were people coming over that this would offend. You have to understand that we can't have this up for this thing. And but, then you could run things where like Grady tries to come in and get people to see it, but the characterization of Grady, when he doesn't have Fred, or Lamont, or any of the characters from Sanford and Son to play off of, For him to kind of have to lead a scene didn't work at all.
1: But Joe, all I'm going to say is, this is not the flimsiest plot for a 70s sitcom. What could be flimsier? Oh, let me get back at my son because he won't let me play poker? Like. But okay, so that was one episode. But they were all that. (laughs) that. I mean. It's how it's executed, you know what I mean? And I get what you're saying, but a lot of '70s TV was 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 shitty, yes, but just funny because, because like you said, Red Fox was a talent. Oh, okay. I I laughed a couple of times, and I do
0: want to talk about the couple that you were talking about. Right. So we we ended up I ended up watching because if you saw the link in the post from last week, there was another episode of Sanford and Son that was attached to this. And the way that these shows get uploaded, it's all topsy-turvy and random. And I did end up watching the other episode, which, as Todd mentioned, the premise of the show is essentially uh, Lamont is having his friends come over to play poker, doesn't want Fred to play because Fred always loses, and it's essentially their money, so so Lamont doesn't want Fred losing his money. And then a random guy from Fred's past shows up. Who's a card shark? Who's a card shark, who we don't know is a card shark. Until Lamont comes up. Like, it's never mentioned in their seven-minute conversation prior to this. Yes, it is. He says, oh, you used to be a card shark.
1: He doesn't say it that way. He says, when they're sitting, he goes, oh, look at me. And, by the way, the, the guy who was Al was the father from The Jerk, the, the black father. Oh, okay. Because I was like, I know this guy. I at first thought it was Dizzy Gillespie, but I was wrong. <laughs> and then it turned out to be be that guy but he sits down and he's like could, could, could i have a beer fred and he goes yeah he goes could you open it for me i just got a manicure and he goes yeah that was always one of your, your vices He goes, yeah i like to keep my hands clean. and he goes i remember because the way you used to be able to deal cards and win all that money or something to that effect he ends up saying that you were he doesn't say card shark mm-hmm. but you could deal the way you wanted to you could win it at poker and oh my god, that reminds me, my son has a poker game. So it was actually in there during that 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 time. You just weren't caring because you were so excited to get to Grady.
0: I was excited to get to Grady.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So from there, uh, so the plot of the episode is is uh, one of Lamont's friends is Arms, and he's a big, strong, tough guy. And mm-hmm. that was this was back in the day, and this transferred over into wrestling as well were to be perceived as strong all you needed to be was tall fat or both
1: well i'm halfway there joe
0: right because tall people were just automatically thought to be as strong fat people were automatically thought to be as strong if you were tall and fat under the giant you were the strongest of them all
1: that's why rodney dangerfield in back school was a rich man
0: <laughs> right because the big and tall stores that's right So, uh, it's a whole thing of, like, Fred trying to get the money back, the guy feeling bad, but that at least had some jokes in it, as you mentioned, because it's all about, uh, uh, Red Fox as Fred Sanford. He was eclectic. You couldn't take your eyes off him. He was a fascinating person, the way that he carried himself, the way that he talked, the way that he delivered lines. There was very few second takes during the course of this, (laughs) because they were just, like, flubbed lines. There was... Oh, it was just a, such a disaster. But it was like, it was like almost charming in a way because Red Fox is such a personality. Grady has none of that. Grady, oh, no, I,
1: oh, alright, now Grady isn't a Fred. And this isn't me just being contrarian. No, I, it's I lo- not. I love Grady. Now, the show is, is, is just you know, a debacle because of how they set it up and everything. But there is, I don't care what anybody says. I laughed out loud when they're talking, the, the husband and wife are talking in the kitchen, like you go out there and you break your father's heart. No, you go out there and break my father's heart. And the, and they're like, the doorbell, Who who who's at the door? And they go and they open up the door and it's Grady. And he's standing there and he's like, now all this has happened, and Grady, it's not the best setup, but Grady's like, it's beautiful in that. great I'm like, he's clueless. He's completely clueless, and I actually laughed at that. And then when he was over, he did the the joke where uh, all those all your alma mater are coming over, and they can meet your alma father. And I was like, boom, there you go, Grady, gold. Your good jokes for this show. Your good joke. You that was good. singular. And I felt sad for Grady when all the. He didn't. It, when everybody. They didn't think it was. It, they were offended by it or anything. They just thought it was tasteless. And where he's looking around, he's hearing all the people talk about it, and he genuinely is upset about it because he wanted. I was heartbroken for Grady. Heartbroken.
0: I wasn't because I was distracted by how shittily they ADR'd in those lines. What? Of all those people talking about how tacky the picture was.
1: Now, I do want to talk about how, as we were saying before, this show isn't very woke, um, but I was watching, and when they opened up the door, and I was like, and this is, hello, Mr. and Mrs., whoever, it doesn't matter, and the guy was black, and the woman was white, and I was like, wow, this show is way ahead of its time, like, to have a, a, a an interracial couple, I'm like, I, Grady, good for you, and that would stand through the whole episode, Joe, <laughs> because uh, they're talking about the picture and they go, "What? What was the joke exactly?" Where she goes like, "Oh, I can't believe those, you know, that those those colors look terrible together." And Grady's like, "I bet you
0: hear that all the time." And I'm oh like, my god! I'm like, "Whoa, whoa!" I don't know how that flew in 1975. <laughs> but, like, if you put that in a movie today, like, again, that would get – like, just by saying that, like, that gets an R rating. Like, we need to warn people that something so offensive is in this. R rating? No, that was just network TV on, <laughs> on, on a that Thursday gets, night or whatever it was. That gets cut. <laughs> right. Like, somebody loses their job season. over that line. What? Somebody loses their job over that line. Pretty much, yeah. Like, who approved this being in the script? Who allowed this to be filmed? Who allowed right. this to make air? Like there's three people being fired over that line in two thousand nineteen.
1: Right. That's Batman damned all over again.
0: Yes. Ugh.
1: Batman Grady.
0: <laughs> now if Batman if Grady was Batman, <laughs> that's our double header show with the three rules for dating my daughter and Grady is Batman. Uh double feature. Put that up against any sitcom on today, I dare you.
1: But Joe, like it all ends, it all, it, it all comes full circle. They find out that Grady is giving back because he gives, she says, do you know what you told me? A tree without roots is nothing. It, it was beautiful. And then they, we find out where the painting goes because all the kids come over for Dwayne, uh, Dwayne from, uh, what what's happening? The name what's happening? Hey, hey, hey. And, he, he's like, oh, all well, the kids love the picture. What picture? The picture's in his room. And then Grady starts throwing cookies at kids. Comedy joke.
0: No, he doesn't throw cookies at kids. He starts awkwardly shoving them in their mouths. Which is,
1: no, which would not fly into no.
0: 2019.
1: But that is how you pour chocolate milk, though. <sighs> Great, beautiful
0: stuff. No. Beautiful. This was terrible uh you, I, and like think, i said i can't imagine that we'll watch something worse than this but we
1: have watched something worse than this already
0: what was worse than this
1: walter <sighs> Walter was, was worse, worse than, than walter i think just because the pedigree that mash had which is even bigger i mean sanford's son you know has a pedigree but mash has the bigger pedigree and then you go from that to 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 walter and i I think the uh, who knows maybe we'll do aftermath. i don't know um so there's stuff that that can come down the pike but i think walter was way worse
0: so okay so your criteria here is that it was a a A um
1: not just a steeper drop but it was still walter was still regardless walter was worse but the steeper drop helps
0: steeper drop helps So here's where I'll give the nod to Walter. I'm not watching Walter again. I don't recommend anyone watch Walter. Walter was not good. Grady was not good either. But the problem, the difference between Grady and Walter is, Walter seemingly tried. It tried to let you remember... And maybe to its detriment, the better show. There were actual, like, locations. They, there was, it, it took place in more than two places. It wasn't a shoddily constructed set. There were people who seemed to be trying with the material that they were given. Grady just seemed lazy and uninspired.
1: I think it was lazy and uninspired but i think so is walter so i don't know i look at i look at
0: you know it's 1a 1b but as of right now walter is worse all right so i'm still saying i'm still with grady being the worst of the, the ones that we've watched so far okay uh was it blansky's beauties was good oh just for arkansas right and and that thing, and that's the other thing even though it was a mess even though the timeline doesn't make any sense whatsoever.
1: <laughs> with uh, Pat Marita as not being, you know, a stereotype at all. Blackjack right, with, the dog.
0: With Chachi being in the show, but like not being Chachi. And then he gets retconned into being in the Happy Days the following season and the big ragu playing the older brother of the big ragu
1: cousin let's not get crazy but
0: you understand what i'm saying it was all it was all over the place but at least it was it was inspired and they tried and they introduced a bunch of concepts and a majority of them didn't work but the ones that the ones plural the ones that did were a lot of fun where in (laughs) this they introduced like three things. Grady is a Grady is like an escapee from a mental institution <laughs> uh the wife is a hoity toity whatever and the husband is a sex maniac. sex maniac slash coach for a college track team I'm sure that wouldn't come to bite him in the ass in 2000 <laughs> what? whatever so he keeps saying Grady was this
1: you know what he was forced grady is what he was oh
0: my god <laughs> And then the Tortellis. Oh, God. Uh, where do we fall <laughs> on the Tortellis?
1: Oh, it's almost like we rate stuff on this show.
0: <laughs> well, it's just, All uh, right. Tortellis is definitely better than Grady.
1: <laughs> I wish.
0: Definitely better than Walter. Not as good as Blansky's Beauties.
1: All right, because we're going to have to keep a running tally.
0: Yeah. At the end of this... Right. We're gonna
1: have our lists. I'm ho- gonna make up a website that'll help us with
0: this. Oh my god, Walter and Grady are a strong bottom two. <laughs> they are. That's strong. That's gonna be. They tough are to cra- power bottoms, Joe. <laughs> That's gonna be tough to crack. That is. Good gravy, I tell you. All right. Uh, good Grady? No, not good Grady. Bad Grady. Bad, bad. <laughs> so. Uh. Uh, thanks everyone for listening to episode 232 of Longbox Heroes After Dark, slash Al's Gals, episode 4, slash Grady. Right. And, uh, you know, longboxheroes.com, soon to be named network.com, all the places where you can find the show. I don't think there was anything else we needed, needed to discuss. We covered the, uh, the paper thin plot that was Grady, yes? <laughs> what? Paper thin? Yeah oh tissue paper
1: Uh, did you go to junior high i went to more like junior low that's the
0: best joke on Sanford. right and okay and again we're gonna get off the subject here but sanford and son there was like bits where he goes like to the interview for the job thing right like that was that was that was that a scene in sanford and son was it a a sketch on saturday night live it could have been either you know what i mean like it, red was, but it was funny there were jokes like was that part of sanford uh, uh red fox's stand-up routine probably but it worked it was a good back and forth um i'm just sad that we didn't watch an episode of sanford and son where aunt esther was on
1: oh you so ugly
0: <laughs> that she would stick her head in the oven and make gorilla cookies todd gorilla cookies gorilla cookies fred sanford would regularly call aunt esther a gorilla (laughs) right like that was go-to thing and it was like you would do blank that blank blank gorilla something would be every third insult to poor aunt esther and in
1: 2019 that would fly like a jet oh
0: my goodness I think Ugh. these get aired on like Nick at Night if that's still a thing with TVMA ratings.
1: Right. Well, I have two stations on my cable where there's like uh, a Newsy, a News, uh, NEP two, which is a lot of those shows, and then there's a MeTV, and they just have them all. They have like Carol Burnett. It's just a matter of which one they're on. And Sanford and Son is still on one of them. And I know we want to get off this, but Sanford's son still to this day, one of the greatest theme songs in the history of, of TV.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: Right. Which we didn't touch on. So I just wanted to get that out. Cause I love that, that like da, da, da,
0: da. <laughs> just beautiful. And I think Quincy Jones, uh, amongst one of the many stories he tells, one of the stories that he tells, like uh, he, when people would ask him about that, his quick like it's like i've been asked this question so many times here's my like response to that it's like oh man you wrote the sanford and son theme song right. and he says wrote it an afternoon bought me a new car
1: that's right and that song sounds like a, the the musical representation of a junk man
0: it is it is it's perfect I was about to start referencing The Simpsons, and that's when you know it's time to, uh, for oh. the Sandman to start sweeping up the spotlight.
1: <laughs> a, Sandman, the fat uh, bender, the human bender?
0: Yes. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, episode 221. Th-